Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah, the sixth chapter, verses one through eight. And I invite you to follow along in the Pew Bibles, or if you wish to follow along on the screen. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a high exalted throne, the edges of his robe filling the temple. Winged creatures were stationed around him, each had six wings, with two they veiled their faces, with two their feet, with two they flew about. They shouted to each other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heavenly forces. All the earth is filled with God's glory. The door frame shook at the sound of their shouting, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Mourn for me, for I am ruined. I'm a man with unclean lips, and I live among people with unclean lips. Yet I've seen the King, the Lord of heavenly forces. Then one of the winged creatures flew to me, holding a glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt has departed and your sin is removed. Then I heard the Lord's voice saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I do not miss the irony that we as a community of faith are talking about our sacred creative vocation on the same weekend that we celebrate in the United States Labor Day, the holiday which honors the social and economic achievements of the American workers. Although I would argue that we as a community of faith and our capitalistic society we have very two very different, def, different definitions and understandings of that word for vocation. What I mean by this is that in our culture and our society, our identity is tied to our professions. When you think about it and we usually meet someone new, what's that one question we always ask first? What do you do? And we hear statements like, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a police officer, I'm an auto mechanic, I work at a grocery store, I'm a full-time student, I'm a part-time employee. And based on their answers, our preconceived notions kick in based on those answers. Right or wrong, we start to assume things about that person based on their profession. That's the way our culture and our society works. It's built on this narrative that the most important thing about ourselves is how we contribute financially to the whole. That what we do is more important than anything else about us. That for us, that we must work hard, we must do our best, we must be better than everyone else because we use that phrase oftentimes when we talk about our professions is that there's no rest for the weary. It's why oftentimes when people retire, there is sort of this identity crisis. Because for years and years, we were only known as 
a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, an auto mechanic, and all of a sudden when we don't have that foundation, our identity is in question and we start to wonder who we are. Because this narrative in our culture is who we are is what we do as a profession. However, our faith tradition teaches us a very different understanding of that word vocation. At our core as people of faith, our identity is tied to who we are and whose we are. At the core, our identity knows that we are beloved children of God, that we are loved more than we will ever know, that we are welcomed and embraced by a God who is steadfast and faithful from generation to generation, that we are beloved children of God first and foremost. This is the narrative of our faith, which shapes how we interact and how we understand the world around us. We understand that our vocation is a calling. It is a sacred proclamation. And for a lack of a better term, it's that great commission that we have all been given as beloved children of God. Our sacred creative vocation is grounded in the knowledge that we are made in the image of our creator and that every single one of us, every single one of us has the capacity to be creative, to be that visionary, to be a prophet, to be an agent for positive change. It is our responsibility as people of faith, when we talk about our vocation, it is our responsibility to say, here I am, God, send me. I will go out into the world and bring healing and wholeness. It is our responsibility to cultivate our capacity to benefit the earth and all the world around us. In other words, our vocation as people of faith is ascending out into the world to be God's prophets as we proclaim God's healing and wholeness for all the world. But here's the kicker. Our faith tradition also teaches us when we're using this language of vocation that it's not just a special few. It's not the Mother Teresa's. It's not the Martin Luther King's. It's not the Gandhi's. It's not the Jesus's. Our faith tradition teaches us, and we believe as the Christian church disciples of Christ, that we are all ministers, that we all are called, that we all have this capacity and inside a sacred creative vocation. And we know in our faith story that we are told that God has called some apostles, God has called teachers, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers, that God's purpose for giving us these gifts is equipping the body of Christ here on earth for the serving and the building up of God's kingdom here on earth until we reach the unity of faith and knowledge in our God. We speak in truth with love so that we can grow in every way into Christ. 
because we understand that the body makes itself grow and that it builds itself up with love as each other does its part. That's from Ephesians if you want to look at it. But let me tell you what this really means. In other words, as people of faith, there is not that magical someone sitting in the pews that is responsible for each and everything. Our faith tradition, our faith story tells us that we are that someone, that we are the ones who can respond to the hurt and hope and the hurt and hate that often fills our world, that we are the someone who has the capacity to care and share our spirit of compassion. Our faith tradition, our faith story tells us not to look around for someone else that God has called each and every one of us to speak up in love, to speak up in truth, to speak up and share the healing and wholeness promise to us because each and every one of us is created in the image of the divine. Each and every one of us is part of the body of Christ. Each and every one of us has gifts which are unique to us, gifts which are needed for the building up of God's beloved community here on earth. Each one of us is called to be a prophet, to make justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with our Lord. Through our sacred creative vocation, God is reminding us that healing is possible for this world. But what it means is that we have to step up. We have to speak up. We as a culture and a society have to admit and wake up to exactly how bad the problems are in this world and quit looking for that someone else to fix all the problems. And that's where the true difficulty lies when we embrace and talk about embracing and accepting our sacred creative vocation, because it means that we have to acknowledge that we've bought into that false narrative of the world because it's easier, it's comfortable, that it's not me, that it's not, I don't have to worry about that, that there's somebody else will take care of it, and I can stick with my routine and my schedules, that I don't have to worry about it. Let that be someone else's problem. When we embrace and accept our sacred vocation, oftentimes it does mean that we've ignored who we are and whose we are. It means ignoring our call to interfere with what interrupts authentic life. Sometimes we have to admit that we have taken the easy way out and we have not done the hard work of loving our neighbors as ourselves. Because that sacred creative vocation expects and requires so much for us. It pulls us out of our comfort zone and we have to stop looking for someone else to fix all the problems. Now before I leave us all depressed and wondering what we're supposed to do with all this information, I want us to remind us that throughout our whole story as people of faith, God has been, is now, and will forever be interacting with us, leading us and guiding us, never leaving us alone. 
The beauty of our faith story is it that God created the world and said, I'm done. God is here with us, guiding us and leading us. Since the beginning of time, God has been calling prophets and teachers and apostles and artists and dreamers and planners, all of which who have worked, continue to work, will be working for now and forevermore to sharing their gifts, building up the community of God. Since the beginning of time, our faith story tells us that God has called the imperfect people to speak up and to speak truth to love. That God has called the young and the old, that God has called the male and the female, God has called the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the teachers and the preachers and people who say, God, you need to find someone else. God has called all of us to help bring about the dream of God's shalom here on earth. For even now, for a time such as this, God is calling forth prophets, and you're sitting right here in the pews at Midway Christian Church. Since the beginning of time, God has called and is still calling all of us to live out our sacred creative vo vocation because we are grounded in the knowledge that God is calling us and wants us to be the person God created us to be so that all will know, so that this world will know that love and light will always have the last word. Because here's the thing we always assume about this vocation, that it has to be grandiose, that we have to create the Mona Lisa, that we have to be Michelangelo, we have to create these awesome designs, when in reality, living out our sacred creative vocation can simply be listening to each other. It's coming along beside each other when each other is hurt. Sharing our gifts of being a type A planner and bringing some organization, that's a needed spiritual gift having these grandiose visions and challenging the status quo, that is a spiritual gift. We assume that our actions have to be grandiose to make a difference in the world. When in reality, to live out, to fulfill our embrace, our sacred creative vocation, all that is required of us is to answer the one true authentic question that's been asked of God's people since the beginning of time. And that question simply is, whom will I send? Who will go for us? Who will bring healing and wholeness? Who will speak up in love and truth for my creation and for my people? It is up to us to respond in courage and in love by simply saying, here I am, send me as we work to bring about God's kingdom here on earth, as we work to cultivate our capacity to benefit earth and all its creatures. It is up to us sitting in the pews, sitting in the diner, sitting out at the homeless shelter, sitting out at restaurants, sitting out wherever we find ourselves in our community and our world to simply say, God, send me. 
I will go and I will bring healing and wholeness for your people. May it be so. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.